Welcome to the Sound in Marketing podcast. I cannot believe that I have done this 100 times. Seeing as this is the 100th episode, I tried to figure out how to do it differently. I thought about bringing on a special guest, but all of my guests have been so special that just didn't seem any different. So what I landed on is I wanted to write something and then read it to you in the style of a how I spent my summer vacation paper. The Sound and Marketing podcast started way back in May 2019. To really get a reference as to how long ago that was, it was before COVID. What I knew back then about sound and marketing was very minimal. A couple of years before that, I had started to research the topic of sound usage and marketing. All that I knew at that time was that what I was learning was fascinating and so relevant, and I was absolutely floored that no one else seemed to be reporting about it or even talking about it. It was so obvious to me that sound was important, obviously, seeing as I'm a composer, so why wasn't that so clear to everybody else? As proof that sonic branding and sound and marketing wasn't being explored, I give you Exhibit A, my Google Alert notification that I had set up. I was only getting alerts maybe once every other week, so I started researching and trying to report on what I was researching on, on my own. Check out the first six or seven episodes. They were definitely a work in progress. I realized really fast that this stuff was happening in real time, and one reason that the pros weren't writing and reporting on this stuff was because they were busy. So I started inviting them on the show. I have to give props to Patrick Givens, formerly of VaynerMedia, now of Amazon. He was the one that suggested interviews, and so, of course, I started with him. Once I started reaching out, I realized that I could give a platform to those who were in the trenches making sound and audio and sonic branding happen. From then on, the Sound and Marketing Podcast became a very selfish thing of mine. It became my own personal education. I was gleaning so much information from such a diverse group of people in all aspects of voice first, sonic branding, and audio advertising. I started making connections through these connections that introduced me to even more things I was not well-versed in, like voice assistance, conversational AI, synthetic voice, the importance of diversity in the development stage, cognitive bias, your mind on sound, directional sound, sensory marketing, social audio, and the list goes on. This became far more than just sonic branding, which I kind of knew would be the case when I started, but not to the extent that it actually became. This was not just about music or sound or voiceovers or machine learning. The Sound and Marketing Podcast was about all of it. Which brings me to where I feel this podcast is today. There is so much to sound in marketing that it can be truly overwhelming. I get that. And so that's why season four focused on the what is. Instead of pretending you get it and nodding your head at just the right times and potentially just trusting that you are throwing your money in the right direction, you can go through the episode titles and decide, today I'm going to explore this. No one has to know. It'll be our little secret. I feel that one of the things about sound and marketing that is most overlooked by people who understand it is how to educate the world that doesn't understand sound and marketing. We can't just spout technical jargon or even statistical information if our recipient doesn't have a fundamental grasp of why sound is so important. The sound and voice community needs to build context and perspective. That's why I write as much as I can on random topics. I try to build out thoughts and examples in a way that people can fit their brand into the scenario. How does this apply to company X as opposed to company Y? That sort of thing. 
If you want to check out my brain musings, you can find the latest on my Medium page, both relevant and super obscure thoughts, for sure. That's also why I started my course, Sounds Power and Influence in Marketing, to give those without context the fundamentals. I wanted to put it into perspective as a truly innate thing, not just a fad. Sound is important because it is sensorial. Sound is us. For more on that, check out my course. As humans, we crave a sensorial perspective. That is how we relate. That's how we get emotionally invested. And ultimately, that's why we buy stuff. And sound is just one of the five senses. A multi-sensorial perspective truly brings it home for the consumer slash brand relationship. Think about it. When was the last time you bought a dozen eggs that looked all right, but didn't smell right? You know from that much sensory information that it most certainly won't taste right. So you pass. What about when you go to a movie and the film looks great, but something's up with the sound? Can you just sit there and take it? No. You turn around and try and figure out how long you will have to wait before someone figures out that there's a problem, or those real go-getters will get up and demand action. Our brain uses as many senses as it can to judge if an experience is deemed good or bad. Checking off one box may be adequate. However, the more boxes you can check, the more certain your brain will be that that experience is not only good, but is acceptable to be experienced over and over. And so we get to brand equity. This is just a fancy word for the value of your brand. Brand equity has a lot to do with your long-term brand investment. Those brands that have been around for 50, 60, or 70 years are chock full of equity. They've invested the time and effort of getting to know what their consumers like and what they're asking for. If they didn't do that, then they wouldn't have lasted through multiple recessions and wars and cultural upheavals and global pandemics, etc., etc., etc. What these brands learned is that there is more than just billboards and selling and marketing spends. They learned that it is about psychology and science. It is about brand experience. And this brings me to that immersive customer experience that I've been reading so much about. When we think of those sorts of things, at least for me, the first thing that pops into my head is virtual reality and movies and 4D. But when you really break it down, I believe it's more simplistic. It's not about the technology and gear. It's about the emotional connection. It's about experiencing something in the most whole way you possibly can. And how do we perceive whole experiences? I believe it's through our five senses. The more sensory interaction we can entertain within a brand experience, the more immersed our customer will be. Think about it. If it sounds, looks, tastes, feels, and smells good, you've most likely decided that it is good. It's our senses, like I said before, that determine if something is deemed good or bad for us. As we find more and more ways to include the senses, we also run into more avenues that can be manipulated and mishandled. I learned in my sound and marketing studies that things like conversational AI and synthetic voice are so brand new that there are actually no real rules and guidelines set in play yet. And because of this, it is ripe for misuse. Last year, I learned about the Open Voice Network and how they, along with other organizations, are trying to spread the word and educate people on proper use of voice technology. Through my conversations and relationships, I learned stories of fraudulent activity on sensitive documents through altered voice identification, the theft of a voice over artist's intellectual property, i.e. their voice, and the misleading publications that are not necessarily authenticated that spreads lies to the public. 
And just like any other industry or community, diversity is crucial, but hardly cultivated as of yet within the production of AI technology. As Noel Silver puts it, AI is only as smart and educated as the developer that trained it. In her field, she sees very little diversity, both in cultural and physical capacity. And that's not just her saying that. Many of my guests have confirmed that her story is not isolated. If we can't find a way to diversify the workforce designing these things with diversity intention, how can we be sure that we are actually addressing issues important to said demographics? I'm a white female from the suburbs. I can read all I'd like about what it is to live in Compton, but I'm still a bystander, a poser. There's no way I can represent what South Central wants and needs. If I'm designing a device to improve one's hearing for someone that is hard of hearing, shouldn't I have people on my team that relate to this need? I should be getting their perspective, not just what I think someone with that limited ability needs. Moving off of those last two very sensitive but immensely important topics, let's talk about social audio. Social audio is mostly in the realization phase, in my opinion. Right now, there's Clubhouse and Spotify's Green Room, but I foresee it becoming more. I really don't see sound and marketing as a standalone sort of thing. Sound should enhance and play along with the other senses, like the visual does. As I mentioned before, sound should enhance and play along with the other senses, like visual does. Sensory marketing is most effective and powerful when as many of the senses are activated at once as possible. Obviously, that's not always possible, but take it with a grain of salt. When I use Clubhouse, for example, I can't help but stare at the app when I'm on there, although the point is to be hands-free and that the screen is not as important. But even the users have incorporated a cross-modal usage on Clubhouse. When you're in a room, how many times have you clicked on and off your mute icon to signify that you agree with the speaker? I have. What about when you're in a big room and there's so many speakers that you have to scroll down? You have to watch the screen to look for that subtle, very subtle, pulsing glow that illuminates who's speaking. It's a little bit tedious and time-consuming. And there you have it. Whatever multitasking you may have been doing at that point has been interrupted. Little things like that tell me that the user will never be satisfied with a purely audio-only app. Case in point, why didn't Amazon stop with the Echo? It was great. I love my Echo. But why is there an Echo show now? because it makes for a more ease of use experience. We crave options and alternatives. And so the more we can look at our brand from a sensorial perspective, the better. In closing, what I found is that the sound marketing world has exploded in the past few years with amazing innovation and clever creative energy, but it's still nascent. It still has so much room to grow and I'm excited that I get to document it. These past 100 episodes have been a whirlwind of knowledge for me, and hopefully for you too. If you haven't already, dig into the past episodes and explore these people and the companies that they work for. If nothing else, I hope that you've learned through all of these interviews that there is no one right way to go about sonic branding and sound and marketing. There's no right or wrong, only that it must be explored. Your brand is different from that other brand that's different from that other brand. Sonic branding and sound and marketing is limitless. There are so many creative outlets that you could explore with sound that I couldn't even begin to list them. And that's probably why this podcast has lasted so long. And that's probably why I'll be back with even more information and discoveries. Because guess what? This industry has barely begun. In just the handful of years I've been paying attention, it's grown and expanded and innovated multiple times over. 
Sound marketing is moving fast, and I want to help every one of you keep up. So stay tuned in 2022. I'll have more exciting information to help you and your brand make sound on purpose. Don't forget to subscribe on all the major podcast channels. Share with friends, follow, and rate it. Spread the word because, well, more people should know about this stuff. I know you know that now. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.